Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. And welcome to this week's mini Q&A episodes. So these are episodes where you guys can submit questions for me. You can submit them either down below in the show notes. There is a link to a type form. It's anonymous and you can just submit your question there. You can also just shoot me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at emma.curavin if you don't already know. And you can also leave a little comment in the Spotify question box thingy that should come up on your Spotify app. But yes, these are where you can ask me anything about training, nutrition, life, bodybuilding, things you're curious about me, things about your own journey, whatever it is. And um, today I'm actually going to be chatting a little bit about training and logbooking your training, uh, progressive overload, that sort of stuff. So this is off the back of a story that I had up on Instagram the other day where I mentioned that for the time being during this dieting phase, I've actually changed how I've been logbooking my training and I've stopped tracking my reps uh, while I'm training. And instead I just track the weights that I'm using. So the loads that I'm using, I'm not writing down how, how many reps that I'm getting. And uh, one of my lovely followers, Faith, asked, could I maybe dive into this a little bit more? And so she said, um, I understand the need to see previous session sets, but I also feel that tracking my reps is limiting me in future sessions. Can you explain when you think tracking, tracking reps is important or not important, why you tracked and just general knowledge on that area? So let's talk about this a little bit more because I'm sure as we all know, I do love training. Like training is my my biggest passion. It's it's why I bodybuild. Um, it's why I got into this sport. It's why I became a coach. Um, I love nothing more than going into the gym and just getting after it. But I was definitely finding at times that I would have a little bit of like a negative relationship to training. And I was putting a huge amount of psychological pressure on myself to be beating numbers every single week. And it just meant that there was a lot of sessions that weren't super enjoyable <laughs> for me. And I was having little temper tantrums over it. Um, and like being honest, especially with being in this dieting phase right now, like my weight is coming down so quick. Like I'm basically down like three pounds every single week. So session to session, I'm going in at, at a much lighter body weight. And, you know, when you're in such a big deficit and you're losing so much weight every single week, it does just become quite difficult to kind of maintain the numbers. And I was just having so many sessions where I was regressing things and I was just walking out of the gym feeling very deflated. Um, I was feeling like oh, I'm just losing all of my muscle mass. And luckily my my coach was like, here, like, stop thinking that. He actually, <laughs> he told me to stop logbooking altogether. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really ready to do that. Like I, the idea of going into the gym with, with nothing, uh, like no numbers at all, that just kind of caused me more stress because you're just sort of going in. I'm like, I don't know what weight I should be even using. So I still like to have some sort of idea. Um, I did actually, I think I mentioned this in podcast that went live on Friday but I completely stole this idea from Charlotte Ellis she's an IFBB bikini pro from the UK and uh, I saw she had a video that she was doing this I was like you know what I'm gonna try it and I have to say it's been it's been really really beneficial for me um and this isn't something I would have done before um like I would have been like absolutely not I need to track everything but I think a lot of this a lot of my ability to do this now comes down to just my own maturity within training and you know I've been doing it a long time but also just through my own learning uh gaining a deeper understanding of what actually builds muscle that has helped a lot because I, I I used to be the person like I would say you must log all of your training and you must try and beat your numbers every single week 
but that's something I've changed my mind on a lot recently. And I'm going to do my best in this podcast to explain why I'm going to do my best to maybe give you an idea of when it's a good idea for you to be tracking your training, when you might need to take a step back. And yeah, just give a little bit more of an insight into how I'm doing things now. This isn't how I'm going to do things forever. Like, look, I'm almost certain that as soon as I go into my off season and I have more food and I'm not, you know, getting so small every single week, I will probably go back to tracking my weight and my reps because I do like it. I do like it. But I think when you notice that that relationship with it is is becoming a little bit negative, like it's becoming a little bit toxic. It's like, okay, maybe I need to just take a little bit of a step back. So the first thing I want to talk about, um, and the first thing I think that we need to address here when we're talking about tracking training and like why we would even do it in the first place is what actually builds muscle. Because for years, like I had a bit of a misunderstanding here and I would have said like, we build muscle through progressive overload, which is lifting weights, lifting more weight, more reps over time. But that's actually not true. So we build muscle by exposing our muscle fibers to mechanical tension through their range of motion and over time exposing those muscle fibers to greater and greater amounts of mechanical tension. That then acts as a signal for our body to adapt and begin the process of muscle protein synthesis. If you want a proper deep dive on this topic, then I suggest you go back to episodes 26 and 27. They are literally titled, What Actually Builds Muscle Part 1 and Part 2. So we're not going to spend this whole, like, because this is a mini episode. I don't want to spend like an hour rehashing that entire episode. I'm just, so, you know, if you do want a bit more of an idea, go back and listen to those. But, you know, we we understand. So greater and greater tension over time is going to build muscle. And this is where the idea of progressive overload comes in because we facilitate greater and greater amounts of mechanical tension via increasing weight or increasing reps. So it's not that the act of progressively overloading is what's building the muscle. It's the progressive tension over time that's building the muscle. Okay. And as we adapt, we must deliver more tension to the muscle to continue driving that growth stimulus, that growth response. All right. However, it's not a hard rule that every single week you have to add weight or you have to add reps or else the whole process just doesn't happen. Like it doesn't work that way. And this is something that I say to clients all the time. Like your body doesn't know, like your bicep doesn't know that last week you lifted 10 kilos for 10 reps and this week you lifted 10 kilos for 10 reps. And so it just goes like mTOR just goes like, no, sorry, buddy, not today. I'm not going to grow. Like your body has no way of knowing this. All it knows is that it's being subjected to a challenge that those reps uh, and you know that those reps are being taken close enough to mechanical failure that it's going to cause that growth stimulus and yes over time we should be looking to get stronger and we should be looking to push our limits within our sets taking those sets within two to three reps shy of failure all the way up to failure at least so this is where tracking your training can be really helpful and it's something that I think everybody should do for a good period of time like I mean like I've been doing it for years but like properly logbooking for like four years maybe. And this ensures that you're going into your sets with some sort of an idea of a number to hit or to beat. And for a lot of people, this is going to ensure that they are actually training hard enough because they're going to push themselves to beat what they did last week. Without that, you know, a lot of people won't try hard enough. You know, a lot of people realistically will undershoot the weight that they're using if they didn't track a thing. They'd go in and be like, okay, so I have to do a set of 10. They'd pick a weight, they'd do 10, and then they'd kind of leave it, all right? And so this is why I do really recommend that you log book for a period of time at least so that you can develop that mindset of competition 
conversation with yourself and to help yourself learn what true intensity and reaching close to failure actually looks like in your own training. And I train the way that I train now. Like I can go in and, and not track the reps because I know I will take that set close to failure because I've, t- I've spent so many years doing it. Okay. However, when can log booking become unproductive? Because I think it can sometimes. Um, and I think it can become unproductive if you don't also have the knowledge and awareness of what actually builds muscle. So taking it back to what I said, like if you think that you grow muscle by progressively overloading, you're going to go into the gym and do everything within your power to progress. And yes, that's a good attitude to have, but you will absolutely run into issues of starting to use shitty execution to do this, you know? So suddenly you'll start speeding up your rep tempo or you'll shorten the range of motion or you'll use a little bit much too, too much momentum. And as soon as this happens, we are not driving as much tension to that target muscle as we were before. And so on paper, it might look like you've progressed, okay? It might look like you've added weight and added reps. But if we were to look at your sets and actually measure how much tension you're driving to those muscles, it would be less. We would be regressing the tension over time. That is not good. And that is actually going to impair your ability to build muscle. Um, Another issue that you'll sometimes run into is people will start a training block. And because they know they want to be able to progress weight and reps every week, they'll do that first week so far away from failure so that they can then add weight and reps each week. You know, they want to be able to say that they're doing it. So, you know, but by the end, and yeah, okay, by the end of the block, in that case, they might be training close to failure. But those first few weeks, they might be like, five six seven reps in reserve they're sandbagging their sets and sandbagging basically just means you're pretend that it's you know when you see guys in the gym and they're like screaming from rep number one to pretend that it's really really hard and you're like bro you're doing half reps on a leg press chill the fuck out that's sandbagging (laughs) okay so like pretend like making yourself making it look like it's really difficult when really it's not um so sometimes people will do that because they want to be able to say okay well i'm close to failure and the next week oh my god look i added weight i added reps but that's not you shouldn't be like forward thinking that much like yeah you should you shouldn't be greedy when you're taking your progressions but you should go in and, and treat this this session as like an isolated thing and just think how can I work as hard as like as hard as I can in this session in this set okay so I think training becomes a bit unproductive when we get too fixated on the logbook and we start letting that form slip for the sake of progression but I think training also becomes unproductive when we start to attach too much emotion to progressions and you know if we have a day where we maybe regress or we stall weight we, we lose our minds and again I have done this so everything I'm saying here I'm, I, this is personal experience like I've been the person to have like fucking tantrums in the gym I've cried I've cried when I haven't hit lifts like I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it now but like I know there's going to be people listening to this who have been the exact same like and look I care about my training so much right like I really do but caring that much to the point that you cry because you didn't hit your deadlift top set like mm, come on like babes no you know we have to remember we're not robots 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 we're not robots <laughs> we're not robots um sorry I can't take myself seriously um but we we don't do the exact same thing every single day like sometimes we might go into the gym and our sleep might have been a bit off or maybe we you know, we, we did way more steps the day previous for whatever reason. Maybe we were a little bit more dehydrated. Maybe we were stressed. Maybe we just had a fight with our boyfriend. Like maybe we're on our period. Like all of these things might affect our ability to progress and lift a certain weight on a given day. And we, we could go into a session and think it's a complete waste because we don't manage to progress things. And this isn't the case either. Like if you're going in to the gym and you are working fucking hard, you're taking your sets close to failure, 
that's going to count for something. Like your muscle, your body is going to have to adapt. And sometimes we can get so in our own head over the numbers on, 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 a, on a piece of paper, like in a notebook that we don't even enjoy the session. Like I've been that person. First exercise doesn't go to plan. Well, this session's fucked. Like it's such a silly attitude to have, but we do it. It's, it's all or nothing thinking just in the gym. It's, it's the exact same as the person who's like, oh, I had a biscuit. I might as well fuck off my whole diet. It's like, no, no. So this, I get this brings me onto like why I'm now currently logbooking the way that I am at the moment where I just track my loads um, and my weights that I'm using. And basically what I do, um, if I, if I think, say I do a set, right. And I, I hit the top of the rep range where it goes really well. If I think the next week I should increase the weight, I'll do an arrow up. And if I don't hit my rep range and I think I need to regress, I'll do an arrow down. And there's been a few arrows down recently because again, I'm, I'm just losing weight at such a rapid, at a rapid pace. It's kind of, there's some movements like it is hard, but, 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 and yeah, this is kind of like my whole point is like, this is why I'm doing it now is because I'm not like giving up. I'm like, I, I, so like, I almost didn't want to talk about this because like, it kind of sounds like I'm being a bit of a pussy and I'm just being like, oh, my weight's going down too fast. And I always say like, you shouldn't just assume you're going to be weaker in a diet, but there's a big difference between somebody who's losing like one to two pounds a week versus like every single time I go into the gym, I'm basically three-ish pounds down from the previous week it's going to get harder and harder to maintain loads. Like it is, it is getting fucking hard. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, but it's a challenge. But we also have to take relative body weight into account. So I've dropped 20 pounds. I mean, even more now, what, like 20, 21 pounds? Jesus, a stone and a half. That's fucking insane for six weeks. Anyway, um, kill me. But I haven't regressed any exercises by 20 pounds. All right. So like, as it, so if I have had to drop weight, it might be like five to 10 pounds. So pound for pound, I'm actually still stronger and I'm still shifting, shifting relatively the same or heavier loads. And we have to remember this, like mass moves mass. If you're a much smaller human, it's going to be hard to move the same weight as when you were bigger. Like, Jesus Christ, I, like, I can't even conceptualize how much weight that is that I've lost. Like, it's it's a massive amount um, in such a short space of time. Like, I was always going to run into these issues. Um, and again, this is where you have to take yourself into consideration. Like, if you're just doing like a lifestyle diet, and like I said, you're maybe dropping like one to two pounds every week or two, and it's nice and sustainable. You're not like, I'm doing a lot of cardio. My steps are super high. You know, these, and this is where you have to remember, like every individual's journey is a little bit different. Um, but logbooking in this way is just really helping me because I can just go in and fully focus on just doing a high quality set. I'm taking it close to failure. I'm not falling into the habit of ego lifting, which is something that I have done before. I hold my hands up and say that, like, if I've been like, okay, no, I need to maintain this weight in reps, I will do everything I can to maintain that weight in reps, even if the, the, form slips and I'm just not willing to do that anymore because it's not it hasn't served me in the past um I would rather maintain that intensity maintain my training volume and just just do really good sets and logbooking in the way that I'm doing now it's really helped me to do that so like I said I still have a reference for going in um I'm not just like going in blind but I'm also not going in thinking okay fuck I did 10 reps last week oh my god need to do 10 again um because it was getting to me so I do think personality type plays massively into this I <laughs> I'm a bit of an overachiever, right? Like not like I was like, I don't like saying that, but I kind of am, right? I like, I like, I like doing well at things and it's actually quite hard for me to hold myself back in training. I love training hard. I love training to failure. So I know that even without the logbook, I'm still going to do that. Like, even if I don't have numbers to be, I'm still going to go in and train my fucking ass off, but have the self-awareness to understand your own mindset and your own tendencies. Like, are you someone who will just stop a set because you're bored <laughs> or because 
um, you've hit the top of the rep range or, you know, do you train like a bit of a wet wipe? Like be honest with yourself. It's okay if you do, but be honest. If that's you, then you should probably continue tracking your training weight reps and aiming to push yourself and beat yourself every single week because you need that external driver. Okay. You need that external driver of the logbook to keep you going. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I did that for years and I will go back to doing that again. But yeah, know, know thyself in the words of, I don't know, is that fucking Shakespeare? I have no idea. Know thyself. Is some philosopher, Aristotle, maybe? Fuck knows. Anyway, you have to take yourself into consideration the phase you're in. Like I would only probably only ever really do this in a dieting phase, maybe um, with certain parameters and depending on personality type. So I hope that gives a bit of an explanation on that. Um, to be honest with everything in bodybuilding and fitness, you sort of have to just have to try stuff and see what, it, see how it works. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to get stuck in your own ways. Um, but be open to trying new things out. You know, I know some, I know some amazing bodybuilders who they don't even, they wouldn't even think about using a logbook. Like they just, they just go in and train purely based on feel. Now, do I think that only works if you're like a genetic elite and probably also taking drugs? Yeah. But still, it's food for thought, right? It's food for thought. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that gave a little bit of an insight into why I'm doing what I'm doing, uh, why you might want to consider either tracking your training or not tracking it. Um, And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, follow the podcast, share it on your Instagram, tag me at emma.curvin. You can ask questions down below, like I said, and they'll be in the show notes. You can send me one on Instagram. And finally, if you are interested in coaching spaces, with either myself or my incredible lifestyle coach Zoe, you can also click the link below. Okay. Thank you so, so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one. Goodbye.